Welcome to Parks and Wrecked episode 121, a palindromic episode here. Well, I guess just the number of, of oh, our show, not say, even like, season two title? or season <laughs> seven, episode two, Ron and Jammy. That's the Parks and Rec episode we're covering. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. I am Sean. And one of these days we're going to get that intro down pat. And by we, I mean, I will get that intro down pat. But alas, for now. I will still just make observations like palindromes. We're also drinking during the show because if you haven't listened, or even if you have, you know the drill. We're chatting about Parks and Rec. Sean, you work in Parks and Rec, and I would argue the more recent episodes are even more on par with what you do in your daily job. And huh? we're also drinking during it. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. The show has not had anything oh, okay. to do with recreation in at least three seasons. But we've got lots of festive drinks going on. I know at least Haley and I are drinking brand new things. So, Sean, why don't you start us off? Are you also popping a drink cherry tonight? I am popping a drink cherry. Uh, I'm drinking something called Honey Brown. I guess it's brewed honey. Um, I think it tastes good. Um, I'm having an allergy attack right now, so I can't smell anything. (laughs) So, uh, that's the... uh, well, the bottle looks cool. I'll say that, but um, it's going down smooth. Um, there's no aftertaste because I have no taste. I don't have COVID. <laughs> it's cedar in Austin is the reason why I'm dying. That cedar is no joke. I never had allergies prior to moving to Austin, and every yeah around this time of year, end of January, February, I just get punched in the face by it. It's not pleasant. It's a lot of drippage. A lot of congestion, like you're saying, and you don't get to smell that sweet, sweet alcohol. Haley, what are you drinking? Well, I was drinking a crackberry. Wow. Um, so the other day, Joey and I, it was Friday, actually, of last week, and we he didn't have work, and I was going to be working on Saturday, so I was able to stop working earlier on Friday. So we went over, picked some stuff up from the office, building that I work in, but not right now because we're all working remotely, but I needed some things, right? And then we went to Bishop Cidercade down the street to hang out because Joey had never been there and there was hardly anyone there. So we got to play all the games that we wanted to play and we were spaced out and it was fun. Also, I tried, we tried the food for the first time I've ever had. It was pizza. It was pretty decent. They have pizza and salads, but we also on the way out. Sean, quick pizza tip for you as you're a big pepperoni fan. They had a little honey drizzle. It was good. On top. Would a recommend. Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. It was a pepperoni pizza with a honey drizzle. I've never seen that concocted. Yeah. You and should it concoct was, it. It was good. It's delightful. Yeah. yeah. It's a little greasy. It dripped all over my, uh, my table. So I just put some napkins in between and it was fine. But on the way out, we got a 12 pack and it's kind of cool because the packs, they say like, you'll have these two flavors and then like two flavors of our choice. So there's two like mystery flavors that you don't know. So there's three cans of each. So 
cracked berry is one and it's got cranberries and blackberries, apples, crack is the bottom one and it has a star next to it. Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it implies. Um, and on the side, it says that it's tart and balanced and that one sip and you're hooked. That's the crack part, I think. But I just finished that drink. So are you hooked? Ooh. Call now, her a, a Mackinac trout, Sean, because she was hooked. I'm having the dark side also from there. It's a black currant cider. It's very may Star the, Wars-esque. May the tart be with you. Um, and this one, Sean, you might like. Pew, 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 it says <laughs> around the top of the can, which Yay. is funny, I guess, because lasers and, and from uh, Among Us as well. So, yeah. Um, and I like this one, too. I had it the other day, and it was tasty. And I've got perhaps the busiest can I've ever seen. It's a blind lemon from Deep Ellum Brewing Company up in Dallas, one of Sean's old haunts, I imagine. No, I don't know. You're probably never never there when you could drink but <laughs> there's just quite a bit on here i uh, it's a i actually just learned this i haven't opened it either but uh i heart lemons and then they show a picture of a car very clever it's hard seltzer that doesn't suck i was expecting this to be a beer so i'm gonna have hard seltzer right now and it's not gonna suck and we'll see if it's gonna suck there's also a swipe right element on there i assume you're swiping right on the lemon side of things what's it called again Blind Lemon from Deep Ellum Brewing oh, Company. Let me try it. And it's 5% alcohol. Mine are both It's sick. 5%? These are, those are normally like less than three. Yeah. It'll get you drunk. We'll see. Both of my ciders are six, but some of the ones from Cidercade are like 10. They're crazy. I don't know if they do those ones in the um, the takeaway cans or not. Got some nice can, can opening soundages there. Did you hear that fizz too? That was a nice little... Oh, no, I didn't. Ah, delightful. Love the ASMR on oh my here, God. as well as the uh, amount of description we just did about that can. Great. I for thought you were going to say the eye rolls Haley is giving me as I say. That's common. Yeah. That's commonplace. That happens every episode. What else happens every episode is trivia. Sean, you have asked for very it's easy it's questions. It's perhaps because you're already down one nothing in trivia. That you, is not why. Uh, perhaps you watched the episode yesterday. Yes. Uh, and and <laughs> are struggling to recall what happened. So that'll be a fun little, Same. Uh, fun little pull through. Uh, we'll see how much you retain over more than 24 hours or around 24 hours of recording. But also... Sean, have you done your challenge? And by challenge, I mean your punishment from season six. The oh. dunk tank? No, because it's, it's winter right now. I thought we were uh, audibling to an ice bucket challenge type of thing. It's still winter outside. Yeah, I think we said we would hold that off till the weather gets warmer. Oh. I mean, I can. We I don't can. want allergies to that. Sean yeah, we to don't become want, pneumonia. We don't want allergic Sean, Sean to become... No, it's fine. Pneumonia, like, Sean. No, 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 no it's Sean. Not. We won't wait. We don't want you to have pneumonia. We will wait. We can wait till March Madness. Someone will hit March a buzzer beater. Too. You can celebrate. Sometimes. The, uh, I have to do it before our last episode. Water. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And for this season, we still have some time to decide our fates. Yes. Joey's the, uh, fate, perhaps. <laughs> Doubtful. Joey's feta. I don't understand. Jeez. So I'm going to ask each of you three questions. 
Mm-hmm. Sean, you're trailing one nothing in the season series, but you've got an opportunity to tie things up today. Whoever gets the most points will win this round. Sean, that your is- first question. Were you about to say something? I'm sorry if I cut you off. I mean, I'm about to make a terrible joke, so I'll just cower back into my seat. No, I'd like to hear it now. It's not a serious until the road team wins a game. There it is. I'm, I'm Wait, are you the road team? Probably. So some series never start. Yeah. If only the home team wins. Correct. I also forgot to say this episode, directed by Dean Holland, written by Harris Whittles and original air date, just like last week, January 13th, 2015. Well, yeah. This episode, Ron and Jamie. Now let's hop into the trivia. Sean, your first question. I just realized that this episode will air on January 21st. Which is the day after inauguration day? I oh, just I, it just suddenly occurred to me. That's true. So sorry, Sean. I made like a oh shit face, and so Joey paused. Should we discuss that at all? I know. I, know. I mean, I, feel like that's I, I don't know predict. what we would say. I don't think anything's gonna happen other than we have a new president. I mean, I think some shit's <laughs> gonna go down. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> I'll cut all this out there. Duh. Sean, your first question. Jam mentions that him and Tammy met at karaoke. Tammy was biting the doorman and Jam was drawn to that. But what song was Jam singing at karaoke? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> he was singing uh, what people like to sing at karaoke. They like to sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Incorrect, although you are correct about people liking to sing that. And man, what a long song. Haley, for the chance to steal. I also don't know. So I'm going to go with Just Dance. That is incorrect as well. It's Gangster's Paradise. Oh, yeah. From Coolio and whatever the name of the singer. I forget that. Yeah, that is a pretty common one at Carrick. I even had a random guy ask if I'd be his uh, his chorus guy because he was confident in the rapping, didn't think he could sing the chorus, which is really not a very complex or difficult chorus, but I appreciated being tapped in. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Been most alive. <laughs> a little Creed version there from Sean. Also, another great version of Gangster's Paradise. If you go onto Spotify and Type in gangsters as you would normally spell it, and then plus hits von kids. Oh. Three words. It's German kids bops, which for some reason includes songs like Gangster's Paradise and one called Fred Come to Bed, which is all about betting a man named Fred. Yeah. Wildly inappropriate for that. a kids bop CD. Gangster's Paradise, though, one of the top songs on Hits Von Kids, both in terms of plays on Spotify and just quality. You've got one kid. <laughs> Place. Going through it all, and then randomly in the final chorus, there's, like a, there's, teen. A, there's a teen that comes in, and uh, like an older teen. I'd imagine the main singer it's like is like a 11 or 12. Kid, and then later, there's... and then in the final chorus, like a 17 or 18 year old just pops on in for some sweet, sweet harmonies as Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> they spell paradise differently Gangsta's in German, so, so it's like paradise with like I E S. Yeah, but would highly recommend. We can drop a link. As well, so you can listen and shake your head in disgust. Oh, I thought you but said also it was enjoyment. good. Oh, yeah. it's great, but you'll you'll more in bewilderment than disgust. That's a better that's a better way to say it. Haley, your 
first question, and it's a two-parter, but you only need one part. Okay. So let's see what you can do. Joan Calamezzo is getting a nice little stone plaque kind of in the ground, and Ben says that he wasn't able to get all of her requests. Do you remember what one of those requests was? I think she wanted Buddy Holly to sing. That is correct. She wanted Buddy Holly to sing despite being famously dead. For 60 years. For 60 years. And the other thing she wanted was, it was like a, it was almost like the thing that she was getting was kind of like the, um, like Hollywood stars. It was like her handprints with her name and stuff, which was fun, I guess. I don't remember the other thing right now, but you said I didn't need to. Sean, do you remember? She wanted like this wine, but it wasn't oh, yeah. real wine. It was the name of a museum. Chateau. The Chateau Marmont, Marmont, which is a hotel. Yeah. A hotel, sorry. Not a wine. I don't know. Should we give Sean a point too? No. no. Haley's no. shaking her head. <laughs> I didn't even fully shake my head. I just said like this I'm. just made mm. a face, yeah. Kind of face. All right. Well, Sean, your second question. What does Jam call him and Ron? He refers to them by a little name. Based uh, off a, uh, a characteristic that they share. Uh, <laughs> they are the, the mustache bros. It's literally what I was thinking. I'm going to give it to you. It's the Stash Brothers. Stash yeah. Brothers. So just shortened versions of what you said. So I will count it. It's one to one. That was a complete guess. I do not remember him saying that at all. Yeah. Okay. He says it when they're in city council. Stash Brothers. Stash In his office or something. Super Stash Brothers. Haley, your second question. Tom and Andy Uh decide, let's take a cab from Pawnee to Chicago they're very drunk when they do this, so they yeah. wake up hungover and realize what a terrible idea it was. The cab driver's like, no, pay me and get out of my cab. How much was that trip from Pawnee to Chicago? How close do I have to be? Within $20. 853 Ooh, it was $830.25. Sorry, Sean, that. did you know that? Wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I remember, I'm like, $830? Oh, I guess it's, you know, if a fight is... I knew there was a three in there. First class, then maybe, I don't know. But. Well, I'm sorry. Sean well, now Sean gets a yeah. point. Sean gets a gets point. The, yeah. You'll the get the Chateau, Chateau Marmont, Marmont one. Yeah. And you knew this one. All right, so Sean, you've got a two-one lead. I will uh, let you <laughs> just answer this. And if you don't know it, Haley can answer it, as is normally the case. When Tom and Andy are in Chicago, Tom is worried that Lucy's going to think he's about to kill her. Because that's what people do. They come to Chicago to kill you. No. And oh no, no, no. Just a because a crazy, he fought, yeah. like left from a different place, yeah. went to her place of work. And she's like, You're not gonna kill me, are you? And then Andy, doing some quick thinking, says, I'm moving to Chicago because I got a new job here. Tom is just showing me around, helping me find a place. Lucy asks what the job <laughs> is. What does Andy say his job is? <laughs> the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> That was too easy. And yeah. Tom's like, nah, I guess don't do nonprofit. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he goes, what? No, that sucks. <laughs> Excellent. Sean, for a bonus point, could you name the coach of the Chicago Bulls during 
the 2015 season when this show actually aired, the 2014-2015 season. Oh, hell. It's either 2015? It's either Tibbs or Fred Hoiberg. Right? No. Am I wrong? Well, let's see. Joey's looking it up. He also doesn't know, despite offering you a bonus. You are correct. It is Tom Thibodeau yeah. running his roster into he the ground. He didn't say Thibodeau. He said Tibbs. You guys yeah, just that's talk about he, things oh, like they're not like that's right. not well, even a real thing. Okay, so just one point for Sean. It's fine. Three to one. Haley, your final question. Oh, I'm just saying sports. What establishment does Jam have a platinum card to? Hooters. That is correct. No one goes to Hooters for wings. Sean with the three to two victory. We are tied. But those fried pickles, though. At one, two, one. Are the fried pickles uh, spears or dills? I think they're chips. just chips. Yeah. That's the way to go. It's been a long time since I've had them. They might have changed it, but when I last had them, they were chips. I got yeah. yelled fried? at for not liking fried pickles a week ago. It was a hot take. I don't disagree with you, Sean. I think I'm disappointed by them in a lot I of like cases. I like good fried pickles, but a lot of times fried pickles aren't good. They're either too greasy or Soggy. like the batter is not great. But the okay, I haven't had Hooters fried pickles in so long, but last I had them, they were good. You got to get the chips, though. That's the key. Like fried spears. I haven't had a good one yet. So if, oh, if you know of a good fried spear. I don't spear, dislike the ones at Puckers. Mm. Mm. Not for me. Well, Sean, what a victorious trivia performance here. I know, here. you demolished me. And now let's see if you can keep this momentum going with the recap pew, 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 pew. of this episode while Haley will pew pew throughout the no. whole time. Oh, no. Just because I got demolished. This episode brought to you by Parks and Rec is Parks and Rec. Wait, that's not how I want to start. Did okay. it a bit. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> okay, in this episode... Um, Ron and Leslie are at it again on their bullshit. Um, they want to swing Morning Star the, bullshit. Morning, whatever that means, whatever Morning Star means. Uh, they want to uh, swing the council vote to have it in their favor to work on whatever project they want to do. Like Leslie wants to swing the vote so that the uh, the land that was offered up by the uh, what do they call it, the Sweetums folks. What's their last name? Who are they? Sweetums. No, that's not their name. Latasha and Benjamin Sweetums. Wicks? No. What's Paul Rudd's character? Sweetie, oh, Newport. Sweet, Bobby Newport. Yeah. Sweet, Sweetums. Sorry, none of us were, uh, were right. The Newports. <laughs> the Newports offered up this land. Um, Leslie went in with her $0 bid, and now she's a finalist next to. Well, it's not Grizzle. It's very good. Incorporated with Ron. Well, it's like Grizzle featuring him, but he was the only one in this episode, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Last he heard, capitalism it included an exchange of money. So they need, uh, they want council's vote. Uh, Leslie wants to vote so it can be made just non-commercial, and then Ron wants to vote so it can just be made only for commercial. Um. So the and the swing vote is going to be our main man, Councilman Jam. Um, who, Which, when we la- Go did ahead. you notice, sorry, that uh, it implied that there were five council people, but only showed four of them, the four that we know, who have been in office forever for the entirety of this season, which takes place over seven plus three years, so like nine to ten years, 
all of those people have been city councilmen, which maybe that's a normal term. I don't know. I just found that interesting. Um, so during the opening like scene where they're actually looking at them, it only shows the four dudes that we're used to seeing. Um, and what's his name? The old guy had a, a like a toupee on a very dark hair. It was kind of silly. But later it does uh, blurrily show a woman who has blonde hair, which I think they were implying it was like Kristen uh, Bell's, Kristen Bell's character. character, but it was not her, but it was like in the background, like kind of blurry. So it was like, oh, she's the other council person. But they strategically just put like somebody's head in front of that seat every time they filmed the councilman. I did not notice. Did you notice? Uh, Dex Hart was there? I didn't see Dex Hart. He hasn't been scanned. He was there. Yeah, he was next to Jam, I believe. I think it was Jam, then Dex Hart, then Hauser, then Old Guy. Oh. What's his name? Something else. Councilman Um, Old. Councilman making out with people for positions. Councilman Milton. Yes, which I guess... Yeah, they're all corrupt, except for maybe Councilman Hauser. Fielding Milton. Hard to know. What a name. <laughs> um, Not to be confused with Fielding Error. Sorry, go okay. on, Sean. And has I'm never been confused. One time. Trying to remember where I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're Let's at home. See, we're... Okay. Wow. This podcast. <laughs> 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 um. Oh, okay. So, uh, Leslie goes to meet with Jam to try to swing his vote in her favor. Come to find out, his hair—he looks exactly like Ron, with the mustache and, and the shirt, com- the, the shirt, the comb over. But he has like a bunch of bandages on his fingers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so and he's cuts. It's like, like uh, he's uh seeing a a new lady. And the last time we saw him was at the Unity concert at Tom's place afterwards. And then he was making out with uh, Tammy. Well, I guess they've been seeing each other for the past three years now. And she has transformed Jam into Ron. Dang, Uh, I didn't remember that 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 they made out at that thing. If they've been together for three years, then this relationship is crazier than I thought. Yeah, because Xena and (laughs) Ron tricked them into seeing each other mm. I don't but uh, as we know Tammy uses sex as a weapon and they have not had sex they have not um, you she hasn't think, needed the big guns I guess they hasn't gotten to do the deed as he said um, but uh, so there's no reason no reason for jam to switch his vote to Leslie because Tammy <laughs> despises Leslie. Um, but you can see that Jam is not himself. He's a uh, a very broken man. Um, Leslie asks him to go to lunch so they can talk about it more. But like Jam has to start whispering because he says he's afraid Tammy bugged his office. And... Um, he acted like he was doing woodwork in there. And so he acted like he threw Leslie out of the office. <laughs> so Leslie like does him invitation like, oh, I'm leaving. He's like, yeah, get out. Slam the door. Slam. Clop, 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 clop. <laughs> and she's like trying to sound like she's talking from far away. 
even though they're still sitting right next to each other. Um, but they ended. But Jam wanted to go to lunch because he needed a break, and so they ended up going to a steakhouse where <laughs> he has irritable irritable bowel syndrome. But he has to do everything that Ron does, and so he's eating a steak and drinking whiskey straight, and it is tearing him apart. <laughs> But he loves it. I saw a tweet that someone said, uh, my wife has IBS, incredible boob syndrome. And then it was very popular for some reason. Everyone was was commenting underneath it. And then someone else said, no, I actually have IBS and it's terrible. Yeah, but... And it made me lol. Wait, they actually have incredible boob syndrome or, or No, irritable, irritable bowel. bowel syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What? Who would applaud somebody saying incredible boob syndrome? Uh, like 60,000 people, according to Twitter. Assuming a like is an applaud. I don't know. I've liked tweets before where if I'd looked back at it 10 minutes later, I'd probably be like, nah. Maybe they were just applauding the fact that it was his wife. Like, he he liked his wife. I don't wife? know. Yeah, maybe they were he like, at least it's boobs. not your mistress. I, like, I don't know. I don't know how it went down. I also am not entirely sure... <laughs> I was on Twitter the other day. If it was a person with a wife, they might have just been, right. They might have yeah. just said some shit. Yeah. Um, and as you all know, I do it not. A power I tweeter. don't tweet. I don't know what a Twitter is. And uh, but I had to do it for work the other day, and I was on the stream, like on my computer, and I was just like, "That's all happening so fast." Like there were just so many things, and everything kept moving around because people were retweeting and doing this. And I was like, "Okay, I think I get it a little bit," uh, but. That was I, I had enough that day, and I haven't I haven't been back. But uh, it was kind of cool because I was getting some live news. But yeah, it's a good source for news. It's also a good source for a huge amount of toxic discussion. Yeah, so you kind of just gotta. I also like, like the there's like seven hundred and thirty comments. You can't really like read everything. No, that's a lot. So I yeah. just don't. That's under- when you just drop a link to your SoundCloud. Yeah, so it's like, how do you follow a particular thread, or do you, or is it worth it? And maybe sometimes it is. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not a power Twitter user. Although, way back in the Barack Obama days, he was uh, when he first got a Twitter account. Being president, you apparently have to have a Twitter account, even though in some cases it's probably best as if you of don't. the last like eight to twelve years. Yeah, I think since Twitter came out. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, I can't w, w had one. Probably not. But I do, I do remember Jimmy Carter being quite active on the platform. Yeah. But Obama, there was like a video of him using Twitter for the first time. And back then it was 140 characters as the max. And his tweet was a perfect 140 characters. And they got And he stoked? was just like, I'm a master Twitter. <laughs> Everyone was so excited about it. But <laughs> that is a great feeling when you're like, I distilled this. That impression. <laughs> accurately how many it's is it better now? Uh, the more you drink sean 250 you get uh 280 how many 280 eight or 80 80 thank you double double or maybe <laughs> wow maybe someday 300 yeah, it's kind of funny though because sometimes people are like can you post this on social apparently this is my job now Christopher Walken. and they will send me literally like three paragraphs of something and i'm like yep i'll post this on twitter sometime when i can figure out what you're trying to say and i can break it down into here's a small novel an amount of characters ride. that work no so. no okay sean can you do an impression of anyone besides oh, the bloopers of rush hour 
<laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I'm on the spot, and so it has to be natural when I'm Twitch streaming. Um, back what, who do you do when you're Twitch streaming? Oh, I just do, you know, $50 million. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are obsessed. <laughs> no. The Rush Hour Blueprint. Who sent me the link? I sent y'all the link mm-hmm. of the Reddit. It's like, it's just all Rush Hour. No, clips. I sent you that link, you and then you me went the down Somebody a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Joey's told me about I the link that he sent link. to us, and I didn't read it because he said G fourteen <laughs> classified, and I was like, oh, that's funny. But then the first comment that he told me about was like, oh, G fourteen classified Rush Hour, ha ha ha, Rush Hour, and I was like, yeah, why? Like, why would the first? Uh, now everyone can just know. I don't know. Doesn't it feel like that's supposed to be something that you know or you don't know? And then if you don't know, you got to go figure it out yourself. Don't the first person just say shit about that it's rush hour. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that was the I was first like, person. I was like, I'm not going to read all this. Reddit gets, uh, you oh, see, by, by upvotes. So a lot of people probably just liked it. I don't know if they were the first person. No, I know. But the first thing that you told me about it. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, and so then I was like, help, I don't I need to look at this, I guess. Uh, Leslie realizes jam is broken. She takes him to Ron's office. Ron's, Ron's like, lady, woman, what are you doing here? <laughs> She's like, we're calling a truce because I need your help in fixing Jam. And Ron's like, skeptical just because she think she he's thinking she wants to do it just to get his vote. But turns out when Jam walks into the office, this is when the episode took a turn for the good because at first I was just annoyed. Uh, but then watching his uh, physical comedy, the actor, whoever Jam is, of him just being so broken. He looked sick. He was so pale. He was sweating. He looked like could barely speak. Um, he could barely walk. It was hilarious. Uh, Ron offers him a gold bar. Just a, a random gold bar in his desk to uh, say something disparaging about Tammy. <laughs> but then Jam asks, If I do it, can Tammy keep, keep the, the bar? And so he does not get the gold. <laughs> um, that's when Ron funny. knows it's... he's seriously hooked <laughs> so they ended up going to Ron's cabin out in the woods which I thought he sold Can't but remember. remember he had four three cabins no oh. uh, and so they do like an intervention with him they start role playing where Ron is Jam and then Leslie is <coughs> is Tammy and I didn't know if I couldn't tell because it was so good, but Amy Poehler's Tammy's impersonation, I couldn't even tell if that was her real voice or they just put in... No, it was definitely uh, Leslie, but it was good. Megan Mullally's voice. In, as, as a, I don't know. It was really good. Amy Poehler did a really good job uh, impersonating Tammy, uh, especially with the, the squeaky voice. Um, they ended up getting uh, Tammy's perfume, which is called... Was it called Gerd? Girth. Girth, sorry, not gird. Girth, <laughs> and and every time they spray <laughs> spray jam with it, Leslie slapped him. And she so said, she "We're going to do a Pavlovian experiment on you," and then yeah, yeah, she slapped the shit out of him for a long time. He's like, "How long, long will it go on until the bottle's empty?" And so, like, even as Ron's speaking to the camera solo, you just see Leslie just wailing on his face. Spray him twice. And so she slapped him twice. Um one of the one of the uh <laughs> one of the role plays included Ron wearing a catcher's mask with like 
blinders on the mask so he can't see uh, Tammy's crotch as Leslie acting like Tammy is rubbing her crotch all over Ron. I was like, I'm surprised he didn't get grossed out about that. Um, he takes this so, training very seriously. <laughs> he does. Turns out that uh, this works. Um, they go to visit What's her name? Tammy. Tammy. They go to visit Tammy. In the library. At the library. Um, With the candlestick. <laughs> they said, all right, Jam, tell her what you need to say. And Jam says, hey, this is over. Very, very timidly, very scarily. And Tammy's like, what's this about? And then she realizes, like, they're both there. And she says, hey, um, she offers Leslie, like, stop this. I'll vote for you. and that's looks like nah. She um, takes a little pause, but she then th- she, she says, thinks about it. No, but then she says no, and then so Jam tells her again that they're done. Um, Tammy finally offers to have sex with him, um, but he, he he says no. She so then she just strips down butt naked in in the library, and, and I then, like how Leslie what, yells at her. What are you doing? Type of thing, and then is shushed by someone. Shh, this is a library. And she's like, is no one seeing what is happening? <laughs> Tammy's completely so naked. No one cares. Tam- Tammy's completely naked. There's a blur on the screen. She's telling Jam to, hey, look at my chest. He's like, nah. He's, she's, she's like, look downstairs. He's like, no. He's like, There's a gift in there for you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And then when they um, walk away, she's then she just gets mad. And she starts yelling and she's like, who wants some? Like, I'm naked. Get over here. Like, at that point, she, I don't know. She, she's going to angrily have sex with someone in the library? I I don't know. Uh, pretty gross. Um, <laughs> just in the library for everybody to see. Um, yeah, just go into the historical fiction section. You'll be fine. No, because nobody goes in there. Yes. Wait, that's because it doesn't make sense. There's no such thing as historical fiction. No, there is. There's things, what? yeah. This historical fiction. It's where you set your fictional novel in a history. So you might be like, during the times of like Queen, like the Queen's whatever. Gambit. No, no, <laughs> not like the Queen's no, that Gambit. That just sounds like a show. That More like Royals 50s, or something, yeah. or The Crown. I don't know. I don't know those like shows. Like Pan but Am, that uh, show on ABC about flight attendants in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, Christina or Ricci's like, finest role. Um, if people do like a fake, uh, like like a world war ii novel type of thing like if it's not actually someone's biography they're just setting a fictional story in that time period that's history that's plot line a plot line b but is... it does sound like a uh oxymoron like historical fiction yes i thought he was making a joke like a franks would <laughs> yeah yeah she's quite the comedy dog um Let's see. Uh, the second plot was Tom is still single. He's he's his restaurant's doing really well. He got listed in some magazine. They don't have like phones. They have like hologram hands or whatever now in 2017, the future. Um, and so he's like top 30, over 30. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. It yes. Is. And then they were like, Tom, a successful young bachelor, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's he, like, yeah, he, this is great. No, it's not. He doesn't want to be a bachelor anymore. And so... Uh, then they get on their holographic phone. <laughs> and 
It start. I guess they have their version of Tinder, and so it's no. Well, I think it's Andy. I think it's more like Facebook. No, I think they're scrolling his address. They were swiping. Book. No, I think they were literally scrolling hmm. through his address book. Andy was like, "Let's see who's in your contacts that you already know that you can hook up with." <laughs> yeah, because what if the love of the life he already knows? That's what yeah, and then the first tell. two people are his cousin yeah, and his at Tom's dad. Grizzle account, and which fun little fact here. He's like, why? Well, then Andy's like, how come you are only friends with your family? Like Tom's cousin Sadie Ansari. Uh huh. Tom, uh, Tom Haverford's real name is Darwish Sabir Ishmael Ghani, which is an actual name of a cousin of Aziz Ansari. Oh, you're saying in Fun the fact, show Parks yeah. and Rec, his character's real name is yeah. that, which is actually his Aziz Ansari's real, real yeah. cousin's actual name. Yes. That's interesting. Also, uh, this was going to be the, did you notice? When Andy's looking at Tom's grizzle account, he gets the message from Lucy. We see Lucy's profile, but outside of her name, the only other info you can see is her location of Santo Domingo which is the capital of the Dominican Republic, not a city in Illinois, a.k.a. Chicago, where Maybe they Maybe she didn't to. want people to know where she was. That's sneaky. I didn't notice. I did not notice. Oh, I was supposed to whisper. Um, <laughs> so. You do whatever. They find Lucy in Tom's contacts. They see that she lives in Santo Domingo. No, she lives in Chicago. She's like, Tom, you're so successful. Good job, friend. And then by this point, oh, because Tom, whenever the article was published, he was like, drinks are on the house. So Andy's like, everything's free. Give me all this food on the house, drinks on the house. So they got drunk. So yeah, they ended up getting drunk and they said, hey, uh, let's go see Lucy in Chicago. And I guess they cut were to the next to scene. Yeah, they got a cab to Chicago. Which I don't. How far does an eight hundred thirty dollar cab get you in two thousand? I mean, apparently from uh, Pawnee to Chicago. But how far is Indiana from Illinois? I mean, it depends what part of Indiana and Illinois you're Pawnee, going to. Pawnee, Indiana. Well, that's not a real city, so unclear. Okay. Really, the hardest part is just getting get through us to the border. Chicago. What, how the many border hours of- away? How many hours away is the border of Chicago to, or is the border of Indiana from Chicago? Correct. Like 30 minutes. Oh. If that, it depends where you are. So maybe like an hour, hour and a half drive tops. Yeah. Because it definitely seems like it's like midday the next day. Like they drove all night. That doesn't make sense either. Unless it was like midday when they started drinking. I mean, if they're in like Southeast Indiana. I think she was, I felt like she was like on a lunch break or something. If they're going from southeast Indiana to like northern Chicago, I mean they are downtown. They're they at ha- the they did they so, did yeah. that. So that would be like maybe two hours. No, Indiana is kind of a long state. If you if you're so like you're, maybe three hours, maybe. Joey knows he's from Chicago. It was unrealistic. All right, so <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I feel like just... that's. Are you thinking the price would be more or less? Well, I don't know how long the drive would be. Well, how long? The time of day they leave at night, right? Or did they? Well, that's party the thing is, maybe they were drinking. In the- I'm also probably being a little ambitious with 30 minutes. That's yeah, like no traffic. But maybe they were drinking in the middle of the day, and then they like, and she had been on a coffee break, and she came back because she was like, "Oh, I just like meet me back in an hour." So it was like her day was winding up, you know. So maybe they were having like a noon 
like a noon o'clock party at Tom's Bistro, and then they hopped in a cab. Oh, I don't know. They meet Lucy in Chicago. She just happens to be walking across the street from where they are. They're standing outside of her work, and they're like waiting out there, and she happens to stroll up, and then she's like, you here to murder me? Oh, no? Cool. Well, like, I'll be ready in an hour, and we can hang out. I guess she kind of gives them a tour downtown. They buy some shirts. Uh, They walk around the bean. (laughs) Uh, Andy's telling Tom, like, hey, man, you need to ask her out, ask her out. And Tom doesn't want to because he's scared. But then he starts, you know, getting up the courage to ask her out and then says, why don't you come back to Indiana to work for me? So he offers her a job. Yeah, what the hell? And she's like, that does sound like a good idea for me to man. Like, what? what's her job right now in Chicago in yeah, what just- seems to be an office building? And then he's like, come back and be a manager at Tom's Bistro in Pawnee. And she's like, that sounds fly. Let me ask my boyfriend. Yeah, which is my biggest fear um, of asking anybody out. <laughs> and so... Um, Sean, it's not... There's nothing to worry about. If they say no, you're in the same spot that you started it. No, that's worrisome. But just, you know. But now they know, like, that you're yeah. trying to, yeah. Um, we're going keep, to keep it moving. We're, that's why you uh, have so, to do that, like, oh, how's your husband? Oh, I don't have his husband. Oh, I meant boyfriend. And they're like, I don't have a boyfriend. And you're like, sick. You want to go out? Like, they do in every freaking show No, I have movie. two boyfriends, and we're not looking <laughs> to add a third. Oh. That's what they come back with. Well, they are a third. From experience. They're not looking to add a fourth. No, they're not looking to add a third boyfriend. No, she would say, I'm not looking to add a third, or she would say, we are not looking to add a fourth. I think that's semantics, I some, I, and I don't appreciate it. I think Sean, it's you get some comical parts from Andy. Andy was hilarious this whole episode. Um, like we said in the trivia, he's, the excuse for him being in Chicago was he was becoming <laughs> the head coach of the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. Um and Slash then working at a nonprofit. They're walking and talking, and you know, Lucy say, "Hey, how's Pawnee? I kind of miss Pawnee." And then Andy's like, "You know what? I miss Pawnee too." You know, my wife, my wife is, is there. Is there. <laughs> but you know, moving to Chicago, so I think he gets confused for a bit, thinking he's actually moving to Chicago, or he's playing up that he's. And he's really torn up about it. <laughs> Which is funny because I feel like April's storyline is also kind of like mirroring some of that. Yep. Um, but so Tom offers her a job. Um, I guess she moves back to Pawnee. Seems like she accepts it. And accepts the job because they're at the restaurant going over paperwork and laughing together and touching each other's shoulder. And Andy's like, see, I was right about Tom and Lucy. Well, he had also, I guess he got back late <laughs> to, <coughs> to Pawnee because um, right when it was time to get back in the cab, uh, he wanted ice cream from Ben and Jerry's because he said uh, Tom and Lucy can be like Ben and Jerry's and so Tom's like no just get in the cab so they get in the cab but then he goes out the other door and runs to the ice cream store and he says I'll see you back in Pawnee um the last plot line is uh, April is discovering that she does not like her job even though she's very good at it um but she's because Joan Calamezzo has known what she wanted to do since she was 10 and she's very passionate about it. Right. They go and buy Joan's book. Her ninth uh, memoir. Joan, 
and Game of Jones. I remember that thinking that yeah, was Yeah, that was trivia. great. Um and so she's inspired uh April loves Joan and so she's inspired by her and so she's kind of freaking out, goes to Ben's office, kind of vents a little bit about uh what's her, trying to figure out what her true passion is and Ben asks her what's her true passion and she likes to do everything that a dog does, which I thought also would be in <laughs> trivia. Catch a frisbee in the mouth, drink out of the toilet, stuff like that. Um, and so they take a, uh, it's like a personality quiz, but I guess an occupational personality quiz. I don't know what you call them to figure out what, uh, what's the Sean, best. Sean, you've been you. watching all these extended cuts or what? The Peacock one had the producer's cut. And that's what Was you that? watched? Yeah. Okay, because the personality part was definitely not in what we watched. But keep keep going. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. So they do like a test. And and like, so Ben says he kept doing it because he wanted to be an astronaut. But he didn't get astronaut. And so when April starts doing hers, Ben's kind of like trying to peek. <laughs> and April's like, are you trying to look at my test because you want to see if I get astronaut? He's like, yes, that would, be, that would make me very upset. Um Oh, y'all didn't have that part, I guess. No, oh. did he get accountant though? I don't. Or he didn't remember. say. Oh, okay. But she didn't get anything. Oh, like it like just it said, said, like there's no job for you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dang. Um. So yeah. Wait. So that scene was cut out, and so they uh. Was that before they went to the morgue? Yeah, before they went to go see the mortician. Okay. Because, uh, you know, think of something that you wanted to be when you were 10 years old. And April says, oh. so they go to a mortician guy and he's so happy because he's making uh, puns like, oh, people are dying to come here. And it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> um, they uh, she they go there just to see what he does, just to get like, I guess, a little little tour of his uh, his workplace. and a little interview of what he does. And first they got to go to some shoot that April is super excited about. That's downstairs. Cadaver shoot or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So they sprint out. They go and he's telling them about the job, still making bad puns. And then I think April starts to realize, I don't think this is for me. Oh, because she has to go to school for like two to three years first. Two years and then do like an unpaid, or maybe it's paid. I don't know. Like a one year sort of internship, I forget what he calls it, program. An apprenticeship. And yes, that's the one. And so she's like, shit, that's going to take forever. So she doesn't want to do that. So she's sad, and they leave. And so they go back to the office, and we see our first appearance of Donna and Terry now. Uh, April's still kind of bummed out. Um, ben said, well, I'm going to keep trying to help you figure out what you want to do. Um, April's like, all right, just don't tell Leslie because she'll kill me. And I think he tries, he's being all nice to her. She's like, ew, I don't want your help or something. So he starts to leave, but then she gets up and gives him a hug. Um, And before she gives him a hug, Donna was talking about some Saturn retrograde or something that's affecting behaviors, which I totally don't believe in that stuff. Um, So I yelled at the screen for that. Uh, But like she said, yep, this proves it. Saturn is closer to the earth or something. She said like every 29 years or whatever, or when you're 29, then it like comes back to the same. I think it, I think what it is, is that Saturn's, yeah, I think Saturn's rotation is like 29 years maybe. And so then it like causes changes to people, 
which I'm 29. So maybe. So, are you weird? Being maybe. Weird right now? Yeah, maybe. Um, Terry does something. He spills like, oh, because April's talking about all I do is here. I sign this paper and I put it in this file. And then Terry's like, oh, and I get up and I get the file and I bring it over here. And then he spills a bunch of stuff on it. And he says he would do the job for free. He's retired by now. So he probably is doing it for free. But yeah, that was the end of her time. They're going to figure out what April wants to do. They got... But don't tell Leslie. They got 10 more episodes to find out. And that's that or... Right. Was there anything at the end? Andy just... uh, He used the hot clothes with the ice cream. Knocks his, uh, his food out of his hand. Yeah, with the meatballs. What? He has meatballs in the hot clothes. Yeah, he's like, they show Tom and Lucy chatting and like, you know, flirting it up a little bit. And Andy was like, ah, this is, this worked out so perfectly. And then he lifts up a plate of spaghetti and meatballs. He's like, this guy didn't finish his food, so it's mine. He's like, oh yeah, and Tom and Lucy are totally going to fall in love. And then he like slams his fork into the plate and knocks it onto the ground. Five second rule. So my episode was different. Uh, so did that scene clothes. not happen? No. Well, he said the same thing, but he's standing outside the restaurant eating ice cream. Oh, that's Ooh. so funny. What kind was it? Basic ass vanilla? Wait, was it five second it's, rule for no, that too? No, he didn't spill it. It was like chocolate. Yeah. How like, do you spill ice cream and eat it? So that's good. So does he talk about Ben and Jerry's at all in the episode? I don't recall. Oh, that was a big. <laughs> so when he gets back in the cab, he just gets back in the cab to go back with Tom to. I don't even remember them getting in a cab, but wow. I was also drunk, drunk. No, I was going to say I was paying attention to Merlin for part of the episode. So I don't, know. I don't believe they got back in a cab. They just were okay. home. I think they were. So, yeah. They were like talking, alluding to it. And then they were back home. Mm-hmm. They, uh, so Joe and Haley have the DVD set. Sean is watching for free on Peacock. Which apparently so the Sean- DVD doesn't have extended. I don't know. The DVD does have extended. Oh, we just we didn't just watch, didn't it. watch yeah. it. So oh, show well. Peacock automatically does the extended? Maybe. Just watch. Well, I guess maybe watch the extended just to see if those scenes are in there that I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, no. We'll for just next do it for time. the next yeah. episode. Yeah. We're not going to go back and watch the extended. I might. This one. Just Joey for might. the scenes. For the scenes. For the scenes. Nice. Right now. No. Um, All right. Parks and Rec. <laughs> well, Sean, excellent work recapping, and I hope you're not too tired yet because it's your week to do top five. I was waiting Sean for that. be caught up in the loud car behind us to stop the top five. <laughs> Sean, what you going to talk about? Well, what I'm going to talk about is. April and Tom are pretty much going through a crisis in their lives, in their young lives. They're not they're not midlife, not quite. Um, but Tom's wondering if he's going to be alone forever. April's like, am I going to be doing this job forever? And you know who can relate to that? This guy. Josh? This guy Honestly. right here. And so right now... I'm not going to try to dampen the mood too much. I'm going to get my top five mid-30s crises. <laughs> yeah. Number five. <laughs> no. 
No, you know, you can still be excited. Um, huh. Number five. This one is not. It's 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 not too dramatic, but um, should I stop rooting for my favorite sports teams? I think <laughs> it's kind of pointless. I think I am happier when uh when I don't watch the game of my favorite sports team because I don't get disappointed and think about it all day. For example, we have friends on a group chat uh, that are Cleveland Brown fans, and this past weekend the Cleveland Browns lost. Um, and they were not happy. And I just, I was happy that I could not share in their disappointment. Um, the fact that they were able to text us is a miracle. Cause if it were the Cowboys, I would have, I would have exiled myself from the world. Maybe I... it helps that they were together in their sorrow. <laughs> Maybe that's so it worth it. Is it worth it having a favorite sports team? Uh, one of my favorite sports commentators, uh, Bomani Jones, he always says he stopped. He was a Falcons fan, but he got off, the, quote unquote, got off that narcotic because it wasn't worth <laughs> it anymore. It's just like, why am I making my life worse for me? Like, there's no point. Like, as soon as you get off that, you're a narcotic. You'd be a much happier person, too. And so I'm thinking about that. Like, should I... Like, should I stop? I mean, I know that the uh, the stars were in the finals last year. That was, you know, cool. Um, got involved, but then also got my heart broken. The Mavs won a title 10 years ago. But I can't complain because, you know, the Browns have never won. Uh, Joey's Bears haven't won in his lifetime. So does he root for the Bears anymore? I don't know. Maybe he's off the narcotic just because it's a much happier existence for him. And so that's a crisis <laughs> I have experienced. I turned 34 this year. So yes, I'm in my <laughs> mid thirties. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm generally off the narcotics. This these last two weeks, I watched the Bears uh, play the Packers, and then the Bears play the Saints in the final week of the season and the playoffs. And arguably, I'd say that was about eighty percent of the watching of the Chicago Bears I did this season. And both times, I was kind of <laughs> like distracted. I was doing other things during it, and I'm just like. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to watch this team all season. They're not great. I think I've, I'm at more at a point where I'm like, I can appreciate, at least for basketball and football, I'm like, I can appreciate just watching good performances. And I'd rather watch that than root for, or in many cases against. I feel like the Warriors dynasty, it's almost like I'm rooting against the happiness of other people. Like <laughs> Warriors fans were real annoying. So I'm like, I want them to lose as a result despite the fact it would make them happy if they won. And that, yeah, that's not a great place to be. So I think I'm with you. I'm with, well, I'm with Bomani, I guess. And because yeah, uh, we're chasing a high. Marks. Like we'll yes. never, I'll never have the high of the Cowboys winning three out of four years from my youth, which was the last Super Bowl they won when I was eight years old. Um, I don't think you'll never have the high of Michael Jordan six out of eight years ever again. Like, no. Um, why, why should we even try to, and my life also won't change. I know this is one of LeBron James's uh, most reviled comments where after the Heat lost to your Mavericks, Sean, he made some comment of like, everyone else hating on LeBron James, like, you got to go back to work tomorrow. Like, your I life's not going to change. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, at the time, I was like, yeah, he's salty. But now I'm kind of like, he it's true. <laughs> like, I'll, I, you know, the Cubs won the World Series. That was awesome. That was over 100 years. Still had to go to work tomorrow. You're currently very, wearing a Brizzo shirt. He's very tired and hungover. Yeah, I'm wearing a Brizzo Souvenir Company shirt. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. 
which uh, several fans, I think, would argue, follow your favorite players and just root for them, which I think you still probably have similar pain, but I feel like getting behind a player, it's maybe a little easier to take than a team. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Steve Nash, my favorite basketball player, he ended up losing a bunch of Western Conference finals to the Mavs, Spurs, and Lakers. And those were heartbreaking. Well, not the Mavs one, because I was still a Mavs fan. But anyways. (laughs) Number four! (laughs) Number four of the mid-30s crisis. Will I ever be in shape again? Who knows? Potatoes Uh, of shape. Okay. All right. (laughs) That's from an old Dilbert commercial. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not commercial cartoon. Comic. That's um, what it is. I My uh, metabolism has slowed way down. Um, I remember back in the day, I could, you know, drink, you know, a six Sunkiss and eat a whole bag of donuts and go out and play a flag football game, play <laughs> basketball and feel amazing and run donuts. it back the next day. <laughs> They had to be the powder kind, not the chocolate kind. Um, then you can only eat three fifths of a bag of donuts. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I can't eat one. I would, if I had one, I'd explode. Um, no, I've been <laughs> due to the pandemic. Um, I am the heaviest I've ever been, and so this past Thanksgiving, I joined a gym and a cycling studio, and I've been working out a lot, like twice a day. Uh, we're in January. Um, I weighed myself today. I gained five pounds. <laughs> um, so it it it's tough, man. Like I don't think I'll ever be reach my uh, athletic capacity. I don't want to be as you know athletic as I was in high school because I know that's you know youth and everything. But you know, mid twenties would be nice. Yeah, I would like to. Not run on the elliptical machine and then have back pain for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'd like more of like the energy and recovery of mid-20s. And also like, yeah. Yeah. Like Sean was saying, like, it was not at all difficult to, you know, exercise for an hour or two, stuff your face at the dining hall with donuts, apparently, and then go back and play Another sport for an hour or two. Yeah, but I think Ain't also no back then we probably played sports more regularly. You know, I like I feel like if we... Well, we did. We, we kind of do. Well, well okay. If I think about myself in high school, I used to have two-a-day track practices. Like we ran in the morning, we ran in the afternoon. We did like an ab workout at least once a day. We lifted weights at least once a week. We did like distance runs, short sprints, whatever. We did a lot of stretching. Like, I don't do all that shit. If I did do all of that stuff and had taken care of myself better, maybe I would be in like a better place than I am now. But yeah, I mean, it's all of the things together. It's like a lack of a good routine, not not eating healthy, not stretching regularly. Metabolism has slowed down. Energy has slowed down. Motivation has slowed down. So it sucks because it's like everything compounded. And then you look at like, I don't know, yesterday or whatever day this was from now was the big Breeze and Brady game. And they were like, these athletes have both been in the series for a combined like 80 decades. I'm like, shut up. That's don't make that doesn't make sense. Just say how old each person is. I thought that was weird that they were like combining them. But you look at those 80 decades. I don't know. (laughs) 
I, yeah, no, not 80 decades, but they just, they kept saying a bunch of stupid shit where I was like, we get what you're saying. You're saying they both have been in the league for a very long time and have taken care of themselves. And you like, you look at Brady, right? That's who he it looks was. amazing. He looks like he, like he doesn't, he's fucking Paul Rudd. The guy looks better as he gets older. Um, then you look at Breeze and you're like, okay, yeah, he should retire. Like that, he's starting, <laughs> he's starting to look like an older look man. At Breeze throw a pass and you say that too. Yeah. Oh. But like, but you think about the fact that like these people have kept this routine up in their life. And so it can be accomplished, but it's fucking hard. And you have to have a lifestyle that allows for that. And like, we don't, we work at like, you know, we have these jobs. We don't, we're not Britney Spears. We don't have a personal train. Like part of our day is not like a nutritionist and a this and a that and a this. So the like, big guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a big guy. Uh, we're on a whole different thing. Viral <laughs> thing on Twitter. Going back to Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago of Tom Brady. I even got in on this because it was funny. But Tom Brady, surpa- he became the oldest player to throw a touchdown pass. Maybe I forget what the actual thing was. But they compared him to George Blanda, who was previously the oldest person at 43 years and a couple, you know, 20 or 40 days younger mm-hmm. than Brady and they had their pictures side by side <laughs> and Brady yeah looks like phenomenal for being 43 George Blanda looks like if he didn't have three packs of smokes a day something was horribly wrong and like you know he's sipping on bourbon at halftime yeah, some mutton chops type, type it's vibe. just yeah it's just different different times for sure and it's thinking like remember a couple years ago Mark Wahlberg released his like workout schedule and then right. some people were like i'm gonna try doing you're like it's you can't you're, fucking do that you're unless, getting up at 4 30 unless in the morning your job to is to yeah. do that workout routine like yeah. you can't you can't do it's that. absurd so bodies you know they just like disintegrate and number three number three i feel like i have it's the most hopeful uh of the five but uh it's still bothering me at number three because it's not where i saw myself when I came back to Austin 10 years ago. Will I ever own a home? I think I will. But when? When will I ever own a home? I don't know. I can't afford a house right now. Why? Because I'm not I'm not in the uh, capacity to own. I could get a small house and just have that high-ass uh, interest rate. But I want to do that. <laughs> Please. No. I'm, I, I feel like I would need to buy a home not by myself. Yeah. If you're catching my drink. Like you would need, yes, you would need a partner in this endeavor. to go in. To pay for this house. Yeah. Which, um, y'all are new homeowners. How is, how is, how is that? It's a house. house? Year, um, it's two years. House house. It's, so house is fine, but we two are, years, right? we're two years. We, yeah, yeah. We just surpassed the two year mark in December. Um, so home ownership, right? We bought a house that's not super old. It's like around 20-ish years old. But apparently around the 20-ish year mark is just enough time for the first or how, you know, I don't know how many people own this house before we did. But for the previous owners to get out before they replace all the shit that's about to break the fuck down. So since we've lived here, we've had to replace like two-thirds of our fencing our water heater, our AC has some issues that need to be worked on. Some plumbing problems have come up. Our garage door had to be adjusted when we first moved in. Um, the electricity might have some issues. So it's like, you know, there's, there's things that come along with it. 
it's nice. I love having a backyard. One of like, honestly, one of the motivations for having a house, besides the fact that it would just be nice to stop paying rent and start paying mortgage. You know, it's like, what am I doing with all this fucking rent money? Um, is that I just wanted to say, go the fuck outside, Franksie, and have a field day. Stop making me walk you and being a punk ass about it. Because sometimes that girl did not like being walked appropriately. Like she'd just be like, "Mm, I have to go for a walk. And then she had to pee. Like she just throws a fit sometimes. And it's like, I know 100%, I know that you have to pee right now. Why are you being a brat about going for a walk? Um, And then she'd pee and she'd be like, la 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 la, prance away, I'm so happy. So it's just so nice to be like, go outside and have fun. Um, that was one of the big reasons. That's which the reason is why like, I don't have a pet now. I'm, I'm yeah. waiting to have a home before I have Yes, a pet. to have a pet. Like, it's just so nice yeah. to have a yard for them. It's nice to have a yard, too. Like, uh, we have some trees in the backyard that I have my hammock. I, I put my hammock up on them. And oh, I'll go out there and, nice. like, read a book. It's chill. They're not perfectly spaced. So I have to really really find a comfortable position, but it's like, it's nice whenever the sun is shining and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's so nice to have like a little bit of that space for yourself, yourself, not yourself. And for yourself. But I agree, like, especially in Austin, I don't, there's some places that are probably more affordable, but there's, I wouldn't have been able to own a home on my own. Joey probably might've Joey makes, I don't know, five times more than me. Probably smooth eight mil a year. Yeah, Joey's raking in the dough, just like this, just making this more than the average NBA player. <laughs> six foot two white guy, just like pulling in the quiche, um, and then me, nonprofit, <laughs> and then me, <laughs> no, <laughs> just uh, you know. But I mean, yeah, so it's great. But maybe buy a new home i don't know i don't know what my ultimate advice is buy an older home or a newer home so that way the stuff is already replaced will i ever own my own property let's put it that way whether it's a uh, condo or a townhome or a house house you could i this is a the a thing my uh our realtor did was he owns multiple duplexes, duplexes and so that could be like a you live in one side and then rent out the other side and you're kind of yeah i think the renting place that. yeah is definitely a way to go especially if you are like if you don't need multiple rooms but you have multiple rooms in your house or your duplex yeah yeah rent that shit out get that money in until you can afford to either live on your own or whatever happens or as a friend of mine from chicago's doing she and her husband living with their parents sounds terrible but own a townhome that they're renting out to a family and i i think like this uh, again this i'm not a uh, rental property expert or do any kind of landlording but if you find a good tenant like who hang on to them apparently don't leave me there are lots of yeah you can have bad tenants and also I'd, i'd echo everything Haley has said the one thing i don't think i realized as much even though it's pretty common sense is if something goes wrong in your it's home, all you. you're fixing it. So cherish those maintenance folk that will come over and you're like, hey, there's a spider no. on my door. I need you. No, but do it remember, for real things. But remember like our your, apartment yeah. that had like vaulted ceilings and so we couldn't, we literally couldn't reach the light bulb and so we would have to be like, hey, maintenance report, our light bulb is out and they would come and fix it and we didn't have to deal with it. We didn't have to go to the store and get the light bulbs, find a ladder and unscrew the thing. 
Like, yeah, it's nice. They, I think when we worked, when we lived in our apartment, they dealt with our dishwasher. They replaced fire extinguishers for us. Like there's some nice, yeah, there's definitely good point. There's definitely some perks, but at the same time, it does feel like you're just throwing your money away. Right. Although I can't sell my rent. Now, now. Yes. Financing rates. Very low. It, it It is a buyer's market, as they like to say. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently COVID, like a shitload of people have been moving around. Still past, can't move. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Number oh, yeah. two. Number two. <laughs> this is when it gets real sappy. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> number two is Tom's crisis of uh, being a longtime bachelor. And if he will be a bachelor forever, and then I ask myself, will I be a bachelor forever? And we can move on to the number one, because that's too sad. <laughs> number one. Number one. At one point, April asked out loud, do I even like my job? And I had to press pause because I had to ask myself, do I even like my job? Today, as of this recording, today is my 10th year anniversary with Parson Rec. And wow. the city of Austin. It's been 10 years to today. Um, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, what What have I done in the past 10 years? Don't yeah. worry, I'll wait. No. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, and I don't think I've really... In- there's been moments. I've had moments where I've enjoyed my job where like whether I was running an event and it turned out successful or like I was running a league and at the end the parents were so, you know, telling me how thankful they were. Those are great. Um but just overall, um is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Well, at least for the next 13 years? I don't know. But uh it would be nice to find something that I like that I would like to do. But April, I had the same problem as April as when Ben asked, "What's your passion?" I don't know. I don't know what my passion is. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. at least I don't. You yeah, know, I don't think had the same passions as catching a frisbee in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I think some of those those test results would apply. <laughs> Although, what did you want to be when you were ten? A chef. And no. I, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to be a chef. Look at cute it's, little shiny chef. Do you chef. own a chef hat, though? No. All right. So he said that like it was one word, chef hat. <laughs> chef hat. And so my parents would call me, So I wanted to be a pizza chef because Ninja Turtles ate pizza all the time. I wanted Makes to eat pizza sense. all the time. <laughs> and so I wanted to be a pizza chef. And so my parents would call me Chef Sean. Yeah, little Chef Sean. Chef Sean. But I have, no, I, have, I have no intention to be a chef. I just want to eat the pizza. I don't want to make it. And that came with... When I started off at UT in computer science, I wanted to be a video game designer. And I quickly discovered, I just want to play the video games. I don't want yep. to design them. Like, what the hell is this? And so. I think my brother had that same realization. I think in, in both cases, too, you probably dodged a bullet. From what I've heard, in both chefdom and video game. Te- like, video game testing is perhaps one of the most repetitive careers you can possibly have it sounds great very repetitive you're just looking for bugs doing it over and over again Mm -hmm. i worked at a small marketing company and two of the people were more kind of testing they had to test a cristiano ronaldo app game where you kicked a soccer ball into a goal 
the most basic game, and they still had to play it for so long to find all these bugs and report on little miscues and stuff. Have you been fo- following like the uh, the Cyberpunk? It's the latest game that came out, and the big thing that they're going through lawsuits no, and everything. The game wasn't ready. It was a big deal. Got marketed uh. heavily. Um, it wasn't ready. <laughs> it's like the, it only works on high end PCs. But uh, PS5, PS4s, Xbox Ones, Xbox Series X, the game was broken. And so they, you know, fans started complaining. Um, the the reason why this, then this happens more and more now often just because you don't need testers now that you can just release patches later on. Yeah. So you remember back in N64 and SNES days, you don't, you didn't have connected to the internet. Well, you I was to, thinking like um, the ET game. They rushed oh, yeah. it. It was released early. Everybody freaking hated it. Yeah, and it nearly ended the gaming market. But um, so yeah, there's no more. Um, I don't think as many testers are used nowadays, just because you can always release a patch later to fix things. You don't have to release the perfect game when it comes out. Yeah, and you can even patch something to pretty much completely alter the game. Yeah, which is why it's like that's why like EA is one of the worst companies right now because they just release broken games all the time. Like all the Maddens that come out, they're all glitchy. Um, the Star Wars games, thankfully, they lost their exclusive Star Wars license, uh, so other people can do it. Because um, they would be like, they have all these properties, and they were just making shit games. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how we got caught on. Oh, because I used to want to be a video game designer. That's how we got stuck there. Yeah. But yeah, as far as what I'm doing now, um, I know it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, thankfully, with my job, um, I got hired right when the plan was you get to retire after 23 years. That's why I say, I guess I'm gonna do this for 13 more years. Mm-hmm. Um, now they like, I'd like a few months after I got hired, they switched it to 30. Ooh, I would not have been able to make it <laughs> 30 years. I mean, yeah, seven years is a long time. It is. It really is. Uh, but yeah, that was my top five. Top five. We were disappointed by the top five. Well, we'll move from one midlife crisis to another as we head into categories. Uh-oh. Cat categories. No, it's not really a midlife crisis, but I do think this will end pretty quickly. As you may have <laughs> noticed in the episode, Lucy makes an offhand comment that everyone's excited in Chicago. Everyone's happy because the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, no. Are you going to do World Series winners? As someone who grew up in Chicago. Chicago okay. Cubs the winners. weather outside is very much a spring or summer feel, implying that here in the year 2017, we're in like spring or summer, meaning the Cubs won the World Series in 2016 in Parks and Rec and in real life. They predicted it. Yeah, that so is crazy. accurately predicted the Cubs winning the World Series to the year. Very impressive. And so for this categories, cat categories, it will be a little more broad than World Series winners. We're just going to do any Contenders? baseball terms. What? Any baseball terms. Okay. You go first. RBI. Error. Balk. Whip. I was going to say RBI again. Grand Slam. OBS. Did you say OBS, Sean? OPS, 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 sorry. Okay. On base, percentage plus sucking. Intentional walks. Hit. Strike. Double. 
Infield. Inside the park. Home run. Past ball. Outfield. <laughs> ball. Home run. Dugout. Right field. Umpire. Bullpen. Bullpen. Center field. I'm just doing positions now. Middle reliever. Shortstop. <laughs> the uh, infield shit. I thought you said infield shit for a second. He did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that Manny Ramirez did that in the game. Uh, grand slam. Wait. We, we didn't say that? I thought we said I home run. I swear I said grand slam. Oh, did you? Okay, well, I then I'm out. Well, then my face. <laughs> I was Hell talking about yeah. the Denny's version, which is <laughs> oh, served oh. in four ballparks. So we'll keep going. Guys, I had more. Nice. I know. Spew them out. Oh, spew them out? Yeah. I was going to say, uh, like, lot, gra- okay, hold on. I did have them. Um, <laughs> line drive. Okay, Joey didn't react, so um, uh, and then I was gonna say like sending them in, like flagging them on, like rounding the base, um, yes. touching the bag. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Send them in to touch that bag. Touch that bag. Tearing an ACL. No, that's not no, a no, term. That's just sports. Um, I was thinking of something else a second ago, but I can't remember it. Five. But yeah. I think I could have come up with some yeah. more stuff. <laughs> Six four three double play. <laughs> oh yeah. Two to the eight to the six, a two eight seven. <laughs> you know, so a, a catcher throwing to the center fielder and <laughs> yeah. then to the left All fielder. That bullshit when they just do the numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, it could have been like a Derek Jeter situation where he just runs behind the uh, the plate to get the out. But Infield was... fly. The catcher catches it, throws it up. The center fielder is backing up. <laughs> a bunt <laughs> comes in and tags. Yes, very well. Did we say intentional done. walk? No, Catcher's catcher... interference. I Catcher tries to get out the runner at second. It goes past the second baseman to the center fielder. The uh, the the uh, runner falls, so the center fielder runs. Yes. <laughs> oh, pin, pinch hitter, I was going to say, too. Pinch runner? Yeah, I would have said that as well if someone didn't say it before it got back to me. Oh. Well, well done What's all around. What's it called where you call it up? You call up the play to the big man, and they tell you it back? A call to the bullpen? I don't know. About? I don't know. Who knows? Call it to the big man. Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like you're calling your shot when you're. No, like when you have to run it up the ladder. It doesn't matter, guys. I think maybe a call it to the bullpen. <laughs> maybe. Sure. For a new pitcher. Okay, bye. You're calling the general manager during the game. <laughs> Trade this guy. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was categories. And that was pretty much our episode. Lead off hitter. Lead off hitter. Fantastic. Doug Glanville. If you're a fan of the show or of baseball terms, go ahead and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Podchaser, wherever you are. I don't know if you subscribe in all of this. Some are like follows, but the general, you you yeah, hit a button for updates. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts that helps more people hear and see and learn about the show, as well as baseball terminology, episode. if you include that into your uh, into your review. Which will be nice. Just drop a drop a little. Uh, I don't know. Fielder's choice. A little in there. something, something. And it'll be fantastic. But before we go, Sean, you do have to guess next episode. Not a baseball player, but a president, William Henry Harrison. Go. I don't know anything about Harrison. I don't know presidents. Harrison Harris is the guy 
from uh, that wrote some episodes of the show. He's in the show, but I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're gonna. I'm running out of time. They're gonna go to his museum. Perfect. They're gonna go to his museum. Can't wait for that, Sean. Surely you know the only William Henry Harrison fact, and that he was our shortest serving president he spent 30 days in office before dying of pneumonia because he gave his inauguration speech in terrible weather while it was raining and he was in his late 60s i believe 68 almost nice while he was giving the speech and then caught pneumonia and died but wasn't he also and this might have been a different person that was like i want to show that i'm strong so i'm gonna like do this without a jacket or no possibly yeah yeah maybe he did it without a jacket for sure so assuming It's the same one. Also, grandfather to Benjamin Harrison, our 23rd president. And that is your William Henry Harrison facts for the day. I'm sure we'll spew them out again next week. Fun fact, Harrison from the show is named after. Yeah, Harris, whose full name is Harrison. No, probably not. He's also named after William Henry Harrison. That is... Don't look it up. It's true. Not true, but an excellent fact. Nonetheless... Parks and Rec. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.